This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. People often ask me why I just don't buy into the concept that Benedict XVI only resigned part of the papacy, thus nullifying his resignation, and that he was the real pope. My disagreement with that position is based on the argument around the munis and ministerium problem, which to me sounds like materialistic, legalistic reasoning. It's, the papacy is the divine office, and as such, how it's bound by canon law isn't really clear. I don't find the argument around Munis and Ministerium compelling, but I'm not against the idea that, he's the real, that he was the real pope itself if it can be proven. I think a better claim would be that Benedict was forced to resign, and as such, a forced resignation would be unlawful and non-binding, despite what he may have to say on the matter himself. The Church has been pretty clear over the centuries that popes are not bound by the demands of secularists, and they can't be compelled to leave the papacy. That being said, for Benedict, that would require concrete proof. There's plenty of circumstantial evidence that exists floating around out there suggesting that Benedict was forced to resign, but we don't have concrete proof. And unfortunately, that's unlikely to change, but a new story broke on Friday night that Rome was clearly hoping you wouldn't notice. Here's a good rule from secular politics that applies here. When politicians release a story late on a Friday, it means they don't want you to know about it. They have to release usually for legal reasons, so they do so when you're paying the least amount of attention, which is statistically on a Friday night. The same rule applies in the church. News dumps on a Friday or on a weekend usually mean something shady, or at least shady looking, is going on. And with that having been said, Headline from America Magazine, Pope Benedict XVI ordered destruction of private notes before death, Archbishop Gonsvine reveals. Alright, so that looks beyond suspicious to me. It looks like the Vatican is trying to cover something up. Why would you destroy the private papers of an especially historically significant Roman pontiff, one whom dark clouds surround? This will do nothing but feed into the suspicions around his resignation. The Vatican should know that, but either they're being advised by truly stupid people, or they simply don't care, and I'm banking on it being the latter. And no, I don't believe for a second that Benedict would want his private papers destroyed. No explanation is given about why they're doing this, except that, allegedly, he ordered it. Which is honestly pretty rich and extremely suspicious. So from that American Magazine article, quote, Archbishop George Gonsvine was once ordered by Benedict XVI to completely destroy the Pope's private notes. This was explained by the longtime private secretary of the deceased Pope, who died on December 31st, 2022, in a book to be published in Italy next week. According to the book, the Pope Emeritus ordered the destruction of all his private notes and writing, quote, without exceptions and without loopholes, Gonsvine said. The book which translates to nothing but the truth, will be published on January 12th by the Italian publishing house Pieme. That better be published in English too, by the way. There's a bad habit of good Italian books not. Anyway, a similar order had also been given by Benedict's predecessor, John Paul II. However, his private secretary, Stanislaus Witzig, overrode it because he wanted to preserve important private records of the late Pope for historical research. Gonsfein also reports in the book that he received precise instructions from the late ex-pope as to whom he should give what, especially from his library. 
from his book manuscripts to documents from the Second Vatican Council and the correspondence. In addition, Benedict XVI left instructions regarding his material inheritance, for which he had appointed him, Gonsvein, as executor. The ex-pope updated these instructions several times, the last time in 2021, end quote. So basically for more than a year, these allegedly these instructions have been out there. But you know what? To me, it's the historic research part that they want to control moving forward. Not only because I suspect that Rome will be trying to use Benedict's name posthumously to have him endorse the Synod on Synodality, Francis's war against the liturgy, you know, any changes to the faith that may be coming soon, but also because they want to bury the evidence of his resignation forever. Let people focus on the minutia of the munis versus ministerium debate. If there are any thoughts from Ratzinger about the role of, oh, I don't know, the U.S. government or the European Union putting pressure on the Vatican during his papacy, which is documented as having happened, that any of this led to basically force his resignation, or about the role of the St. Gallen group in forcing him to resign under threats made against him or more likely against his relatives, they'd be in his papers, which have either been destroyed already or soon will be. You know, the timing of this is great, especially if you watch Dr. Taylor Marshall's recent show on accusations that Benedict was forced to resign that came from a former head of the Italian military. If you're not familiar with that story, here's the summary. Headline from LifeSite. Italian general. U.S. official bragged Benedict would be, quote, forced to resign weeks after 2005 elevation. The Italian general alleges that a U.S. official of, quote, the highest ranks had bragged in 2005 that Pope Benedict XVI would be forced to resign. Weeks after 2005, meaning during the W administration. This was during the W administration, okay? In fact, on quite a lot of things, W and his successor were in lockstep, and this is probably one of those areas they'd agreed on, that the church cannot be in any way whatsoever in blocking their secular powers that are plan with planning for the rest of us from blocking their program. And here's the key point of the article, though. Quote, on the eve of Pope Benedict XVI's burial, Pierre, Pierre Laporta, a retired Italian brigadier general, published a stunning piece on his own blog. This Catholic author, who previously lobbied to have Benedict participate and influence the controversial synod on the family some eight years ago, is now revealing that in the first weeks after the elevation of Joseph Ratzinger to the papal throne in 2005, an official of one of the U.S. government's uh, multi-letter agencies, quote, was bragging about the resignation to which His Holiness Benedict XVI of revered memory would soon be forced. Laporta's January 3rd blog entry starts with the comment that he, quote, shudders at the, at the publicly displayed crocodile tears by a representative of the community of San Egidio in regards to Pope Benedict's death. In light of these tears, quote, memories pass before my eyes, he added. Laporta then revealed that there exists, quote, a great Roman circle that is still active today, that is more powerful than the so-called St. Gallen group, which has been historically opposed to Benedict. Laporta further relayed that in 2005, quote, a leading delegate of the U.S. government, who had his hands in Italian finances, where he is still active, and in Italian politics, and was, quote, a figure in the highest ranks of that same multi-letter government agency, was bragging about the resignation to which His Holiness Benedict XVI of revered memory would soon be forced. This man, Laporta went on to say, spoke, quote, with a nonchalance and with an arrogance outside of his own circle about this matter. 
the, this, quote, Roman circle was reportedly dedicated to the slogans, God is dead and Jesus is fake news, and was in, quote, panic when Benedict was elevated. The St. Gallen group, Laporta added, was, quote, no joke, but is a mere fig leaf compared to this Roman circle that Laporta refers to as a dome of demons, end quote. The Roman circle is detailed in Malachi Martin's book, Windswept House. The St. Gallen group are but one part of a larger group that connects governments and financial interests and non-governmental international agencies to how the present international system is run. And the plot of Windswept House is about this group trying to force John Paul II to resign from the papacy so they could have a man more to their liking become pope to lead the church into adopting essentially what is outlined in the infamous document, the Permanent Instruction of the Alta Vendita, which was written by stonecutters in the 18th or 19th centuries. And it states that the forces of the world want to use the Pope or the papacy to lead the revolution and apostasy in the church, to church that turn the church into a tool of the world. And the only thing Malachi Martin got wrong in that book was the Pope that would be forced to resign. If Father Martin had survived the 2013, he'd have been very vocal about what was happening, even though he would have been in his mid to late 90s at that point. The timing of that news release and the announcement that Benedict's personal records were being destroyed is beyond suspicious to me. I doubt Rome knew that LifeSite would publish that otherwise obscure Italian news release, but they had to have known about the Italian news release. They would have to be monitoring Italian writers. But I also doubt that the Vatican Communications Office was just oblivious to this. They had to be monitoring it. But again, maybe they were. Who knows? Never underestimate the arrogance of the St. Gallen group, comprised largely of men with the James Martin affliction, and that affliction makes those who suffer it very often narcissistic. Even many of those who claim to have shed that sinful life still bear the mark of extreme narcissism and use it in their lives often against the church itself or, those who, or against those who resist what's going on in the church. Narcissism can lead to making some very questionable decisions, like telling the world that Benedict's personal papers will be destroyed at the same time that an Italian general is telling the world that Benedict's resignation was invalid, did outside pressure being placed on him to resign. If the story is true, of course. I am curious what you think about this. Do you think that I'm just kind of nuts for thinking there's anything suspicious going on with this paper destruction? Is this connected to the story from Italy and Benedict's resignation? Uh, let me know what you think of this in the comments. Please like and subscribe. And if you haven't, and share this on social media if you can, that helps a lot too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.